Apurva Purohit is an Indian businesswoman with over 3 decades of experience in the corporate world where she formed significant partnerships with private equity firms and promoters to build and scale up a diverse set of businesses right from early stage fledgling businesses to setting up new ventures and to supervising turnarounds in mature and declining organizations she is also an independent director at Mindtree Limited L&T Technology Services Limited and Navin Florin International Limited. Apurva has recently launched Azol Ventures Private Limited, a consumer products company which aims to create a market for traditional food items made by self-help groups and micro entrepreneurs. By reconnecting Indian consumers with their roots and the local foods of their regions. Apurva has also been a leading voice in the Indian business landscape advocating gender diversity. what ails it and what organizations and leaders can do to improve this critical imperative she is also the author of the two national best selling books lady you are not a man the adventures of a women at work and lady you are the boss through her books apurva aims to empower women and encourage them to achieve their full potential over the years apurva has won multiple business awards and has been named as one of the most powerful women in business as per the india today group and fortune india over several years in fact she was recently awarded the distinguished alumni award from iim bangalore in 2022 apurva is a science graduate and has completed her pgdm from iim bangalore she was a state level hockey player and played for tamil nadu state as well as tamil nadu university such a inspiring journey and an incredible profile in today's episode let's chat with apurva purohit this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future folks i'm your host navin samala just a fellow it professional on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe in every episode we interact with industry leaders or thought leaders or academicians or coaches or business women like apurva across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help our audience learn some amazing stuff also we share an interesting trivia or fun fact towards the end and folks you will acquire more knowledge by tuning into tgv per every minute than any other podcast in this space thank you so much for joining me today and today we are going to discuss a topic lady you are not the man you are the boss and we are extremely humbled to have apurva part of tgv's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe apurva you are most welcome to tgv and it's such an honor to have you join as a guest speaker on our show i'm sure this is going to be an exciting and enchanting conversation so thank you navin thank you for inviting me to the guiding voice and i just want to compliment you on the work that you all are doing in sort of helping people at the start of the careers as they go along their uh, journey towards leadership and i think the more voices such as yours are around to help and advise people the more impact it will have have on shaping future careers so congratulations to you thank you thank you so much and uh, all right so let's get into our conversation apova uh, you have crafted illustrious entrepreneurial journey over the last 3 decades So can you please share with our audience the top 3 things that have helped you so far 
Naveen, my journey has been both of being a professional manager and an entrepreneur. And as as you heard about, you know, running startups as well as mature mature organizations for other promoters or private equity funds. The three things that I have learned, and obviously one joins the dots later in life. As your life proceeds, you just try to do the best, but it's only now you look back and say, okay, that worked for me and that did not work. And that's what I want to really share with uh, with with your listeners. So I would say the first three things that re- the three things that really made an impact in my life and my career. The first thing was that I definitely took a lot more risk than many other people. So there, there, I think opportunities come to all of us, but many a time we all get into a comfort zone. We get into a space where we are saying, okay, this is, this is fine. I don't need, I don't want to learn or change or evolve or, you know, change my ecosystem. But um, sometimes if you don't take risk and in a planned manner, the rewards will not come. So first, first thing I would say that when I joined the dots and look backwards is whenever an opportunity came, I was willing to take the risk. The second point I want to make is that finally, we have to remember that opportunities do come but why is it that opportunities come for certain people and not so many opportunities come for other people i think the reason there is that it is about how we lead our life how we lead our so one of the things i'm most proud of you know as you said i've won many many awards i've done a lot of different roles but one thing that i personally am very proud of is that through 32 years i never made a cv i have never made a resume all my jobs, all my changes, I got basis, basis the reputation I had built for myself. And I think that is that is what I would um, like our listeners to think about. How do you build a reputation? How do you shape a, a career where opportunities will come to you because of reputation? Because some earlier boss has heard about you or you have worked so well in another organization that they call you back. So that is the sec- that that is the second thing. Another thing, the third thing, and that is especially for a lot of women who might be listening here, is that for women, the journey is twice as hard, because it is a fact that women are the primary nurture nurturer and the p- primary caregiver at home, right? And to balance work and home is not easy. So it requires a lot of hard work. And I would say the third part in my life is that I have worked very, very hard. Even now, you heard about the startup I've launched. I'm 55 years old. I've started something now in a completely different space from media to food. And that requires a lot of hard work. So hard work is a given for all of us. Profound insights and uh surprising and at the same time inspiring that you didn't never made a CV and your work has spoken volumes about it and that created a lot of opportunities and all that's a wonderful tip wherein I am going to take it personally because uh, uh, something like where we establish our credibility and if our work speaks and then we'll be called and we'll be the most sought after. Excellent. So Apurva, now let's talk about you being a, a successful uh, business woman and all, right? So what kind of challenges that uh, you have come across and how did you face them? I mean, so challenges, I think whether you are a man or a woman, you will face, I mean, if you want to plan to work for 30 or 40 years, you will face different types of challenges. Sometimes the challenges are inside of us. Sometimes the challenges are in our environment, in the ecosystem, in a pandemic that suddenly comes out of nowhere, right? So I think all of us have gone through several challenges. I would say specifically as a woman, I don't think I face too many too many challenges. I, I think the reason is that I firstly thought of myself as a professional first and a woman next. 
and i said i will be a leader and a manager i will work throughout my career i will not take breaks i will not ask for special privileges just because i'm a woman and i will con- continue to work as a professional first and the moment you do that the moment in your mind you are very clear and the the world sees you like that so i think certainly i would say as a specifically as a woman i didn't face any uh, challenges however stereotypes do exist right so it is a fact that you know if i get onto a new on a board people will naturally think woman let me put her in the nrc or the hr uh, kind of or a marketing or a customer facing kind of a, a role man he will be able to do technology and finance better so these are stereotypes that exist so a couple of stereotypes that i faced was for example i've been largely in the media field okay so when you talk to outsiders they think oh what is she doing she's running a radio station playing songs or she's um, making tv serials for ztv they don't understand that behind the the front of the media there's a organization there's a business there's a pnl there are the same business challenges that all of us have to deal with managing ebitda and pe and doing ipos and managing investors so i think that those were the some of the stereotypes i faced again a uh, lo- lot of uh, insp- inspiring stuff out there think of being a professional first not caring about the gender and all that's so powerful now so i was doing a lot of research about your profile uh, having uh, come across one of the articles on your story and later on i found one of the most profound quotes which you said priorities need to change at different stages of our life if we really want to grow and evolve from this perspective how should somebody prioritize things at various stages of your life navin i wrote that uh, quote specifically for women so my answer mm-hmm. currently is really uh, directed towards women here and you know one of my pet peeves is that a lot of women i know want to work they want to do well at work they want to succeed in their careers but in their mind somehow career is not priority one sometimes it's the socializing that that is been done that okay you can work till you get married or you can work till you have children that is not priority one for you that's where i try to tell women that of course there will be some parts in your life where your priorities have to be family especially when you have small children but it can't be for all the 30 years it can't be for all the 40 years it may be for 3 years maybe for 5 years but the balance 20 25 years you have to prioritize career first and i think the larger lesson for all genders really here when i say talk about priorities is that you know all of us want to achieve many things in life you know when we are young we want to be successful we want to have money we want to be powerful we want to be famous we want to do extraordinary well in our careers we want to be technological uh, kingpins we want to have startups so we want everything and of course if we work hard if we uh, look for opportunities around us in a 30 40 year career we will get everything but we won't get everything at the same time so we have to break down our career in five year spans okay what do i want in the first five year and then that time you can only focus on one or two things what do i want in the next five years again you can focus on only one or two things the third point i want to make here navin is that a lot of people understand focus but they don't understand that the other side of focus is sacrifice you have to let go if you want a b c d e 
you can't do it all you have to let go of two things and focus on two things whether it is a business that you are running whether you are an entrepreneur even when you are an entrepreneur you have to say okay these three years are about top line growth these two years are about profitability these three years are about scaling up i think and when when you are saying scaling up is a priority something else has to be sacrificed when profitability is priority top line may have to be sacrificed but those sacrifices people are not willing to make awesome all right so this has been phenomenal conversation so far and uh, i'll again uh, mention about one more powerful message another quote that impressed me which which goes like this every year on your birthday throughout one emotional baggage you are carrying don't think of that again so can you share more insights about this powerful quote as human beings as we grow i think there are several times in our lives where we are hurt by something that has happened something in our life hasn't gone well we have failed at a relationship we have failed in one particular role in an organization we have hurt somebody somebody has hurt us when you are around 30 40 there will be several such instances in our past unfortunately what happens that many of us carry those baggages we are stuck in that particular place where you know that relationship didn't work out or that role didn't go well and we start de-risking because we don't want to be hurt again we don't want to get affected yet again so we stop taking risks we stop growing we get into a safe place but safe places are not places where you will grow and evolve and i think that's the that's the point um, i try to tell people through the code that you know you need to reflect and what better time to reflect than your birthday right you need to reflect and look at the year look at the previous years and think what is that one emotional baggage one hurt that i'm carrying and let go of it mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. to let go of it will you change will you evolve will you be happier will you be willing to say yet again take risks great all right now let's uh, shift gears and talk about your first book the title itself is very impressive it says lady you are not the man so can you talk briefly about what have you covered in that particular book navin the this book i wrote i think around 2013 or 2015 where diversity nobody was talking about there were hardly any uh, women role models even now there are less role models than we would like to have but there's still enough today 2013 2012 nobody was talking about these issues and i realized that the new generation of women who were wanting to work or who were coming in uh into the the corporate world they wanted to do both they wanted to have a successful ca- career they wanted to have a successful family life they didn't want to compromise or let go of one for the other which was a right attitude but they couldn't see many role models around themselves right so i started doing a lot of talks just as you started your podcast your talks initially and then i realized just by going and doing one talk at a campus or at an organization how much change will i be able to make therefore i wrote the book to make change at a larger level and obviously the fact that it became a national best seller it's still selling even now it is never gone out of print it's in this 25th reprint wow primarily because it has resonated a lot with women where i've tried through anecdotes through funny incidents through you know share practical tips that you can balance both you can succeed in both all of us have gone through the same journey of feeling guilty of leaving a small child at home of having a husband and wife transfer at the same time of trying to balance career and home but we have managed it here are tips on how to manage it that's why i wrote the book 
and the reason the title was lady or not a man and navin was because i wanted to tell women don't try to be male like to succeed you can succeed as a woman <laughs> because women have certain skills and certain talents which will help in the workforce that's why we are looking for diversity right we don't yeah. want you to be become another man yeah great uh, very different pers- perspective i would say it's uh, quite uh, inspiring and now let's talk about your second book what led to the writing of lady you are the boss so my second book lady or the boss i wrote a few years later mm-hmm. and at that stage again that was very contextual i realized that yes there were women coming into the workforce many women were staying back and wanting to succeed but then they were reaching a certain middle level middle management level and not growing beyond that mm-hmm. and then i started looking around and said what are the different problems senior women face what are problems who are where women are vice presidents or senior managers and general managers what are the problems they are facing which are different from the problems that younger women are facing and i realized there was a whole host of issues mostly self limiting in nature so an imposter syndrome that i am not good enough or a desire not to upset the apple cart not to push for the ceo position because the default gender of leadership you look around and see is male i think these were the several reasons where women were not fulfilling their full potential and lady or the boss was written for senior women to say you can be the boss uh, exceptional all right so this this has been again excellent conversation so far but i would like to lighten up the conversation by asking you a few rapid fire questions so that our audience get to know other side of you <laughs> all right so yeah thank you for the spirit let me fire the first bullet so apurva what was your childhood fantasy this is really childhood right so all <laughs> our generation has been brought up on enid blyton so all our fantasies are led from what we read in enid blyton which was running away to a circus or running away and staying on a secret island with only a few friends or taking a caravan which was driven by a horse on and, and going and staying somewhere i think all my fantasies were those type <laughs> interesting all right <laughs> let me move to my next one Uh, do you have the habit of collecting something and if so what do you collect no actually i'm not a collector i call myself a minimalist and i emotional baggage is one thing we talked about i clear types of baggage that's the biggest gift i would say right in case if you are able to follow that diligently i think we can uh, uh, make powerful impact yeah. on ourselves yeah all right so moving to my next one uh, what is your guilty pleasure guilty pleasure okay so just before the pandemic i took a week off and mm-hmm. i just went away from family i went away from my work and i did a literature program in cambridge university wow. now you know it was not related to family it was not related to work so it was guilty but i enjoyed it <laughs> all right let me fire the next bullet what what has been the funniest moment in your life so far I remember I used to stay in Bangalore once uh, once upon a time and uh, see Bombay you're part of the corporate world everybody knows you Bangalore yeah. was a new city not many people knew who I was etc and I remember meeting some some people I, I don't know at a party or at a neighbor's place and they asked me so what do you do <coughs> so I said I you know I run Radio City so image uh, no I work for Radio City so immediately that thing was oh are you an RJ so because the natural thing is Radio City means RJ right so I said no I'm not a <laughs> i'm not a rj okay what do you do now you know women are always very conscious of not 
sort of showing off and say, oh, I'm CEO, I'm president. We don't use those things, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't find it uncomfortable. So I said, I'm a, uh, I, uh, I run Radio City. And again, a stereotype, right? You don't think people <laughs> do be becomes your run. Oh, so you're an admin. So you know, <laughs> don't know how to explain any further. So I said, Jane do. Yes, I'm an admin. All right. Uh, moving on to my next one. What is your hidden talent that you like to share with our audience? In my all my talents. I've told the whole world, so I don't have too many <laughs> hidden talents. <laughs> But uh, I would say that I have one ability, which is like my superpower, which is the ability to be able to. Uh, when I work in go, I, I do a lot of talks. I do go and meet a lot of organizations. I'm on a lot of boards. So when I interact with people, in a you know my antenna. is pretty much evolved because of having so much uh, you know work experience being a leader for so many years i can pick up cues cultural cues i can sense what is working in an organization what is not working people are happy not happy so i can get that sense mm-hmm. all right so moving on to my last bullet out of the rapid fire what is one electronic gadget that you would like to see or invent yourself I'm not an inventor, but I would definitely <laughs> like to see very, very fast one of those drones which can pick up people and transport them from one place to another <laughs> quickly, so that we can get out of all these traffic jams, etc. That are coming back in our lives now. Yeah, coming back. That's right. Now that everybody is asked to come back yeah. to work, yeah, I think that is the need of the hour. All right. So this has been fantastic rapid fire, and with that, let me flip back to the mainstream and ask you one final question for today's conversation, Apurva. What will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers? So I think we talked about hard work. We talked about perseverance. You know, a lot of us over-index on talent and skill and say, "Oh, I'm talented." But I've I've seen that genuinely the people who succeed are not the most talented, not the most intelligent, not the most skilled. People who have succeeded are people who have never given up. Like the ant, you know, we 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 were taught about how the ant just keeps on climbing mountains, falling, climbing, falling, but she keeps at it. So I think the perseverance for me is one of the biggest, biggest success drivers. And finally, I think I alluded to this earlier about you know concentrating not on your CV but on your reputation. So a lot of us spend a lot of effort on getting the CV right. Next job should be this designation. Next job should have this component so that my CV looks good. But Finally, you know, as we move up the leadership ladder, CV doesn't matter. That's a, just a piece of paper, right? What matters is your reputation. What is it that people are saying about you? CVs we can still erase and write new things. Reputation we cannot change. Mm-hmm. So every yeah. moment of every day of our lives, if we are th- conscious of what is the reputation we are building, what will Naveen think of me after we finish this podcast? Yeah. And do I therefore have I prepared enough? Have I put in the effort? Mm-hmm. to do it properly and do it with as my, my best version so every day can we be the best version of ourselves automatically reputation will get built very profound insights again and this has been extremely insightful conversation thank you so much apurva for joining us today and uh, thank you for being part of tgv's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe thank you for inviting me navin all the best to you and the guiding uh, voice Thank you so much. All right, so folks, before we move into the trivia section, here is a small request to you. In case if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from, so that you will be notified about all the future episodes. Also, if you have enjoyed this conversation just like I did, and if you found it useful, request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice.
because your friends will learn new stuff like you and we will gain a few new subscribers thank you so much in advance and in addition to that i would also look forward to hear your feedback on the episode and also love to read your comments on social media or youtube channel also you may share some successful stories about powerful women leaders like apurva who has inspired you all right now let's cruise into the trivia segment of today's episode and today's trivia is about barbie doll and folks do you know what is the original name of the famous toy barbie it is barbara millicent roberts interesting isn't it that's all for today thank you so much for joining me i'm your host navin samala a fellow it professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make a difference in the lives of millions across the globe until next time bye bye <laughs> Thank you.